0: Hi guys, it's Agnes from MumCanDoIt.com, a blog to inspire mums to reach their potential. In today's episode, we're talking money. Now, I have ten tips for you on how to get on a property ladder in the UK. So, not only money, but also, but also the ways you can save money and things to consider when you want to get on a property ladder. Now, are you struggling to get on a property ladder in the UK and just can't seem to save enough for deposit? Now, if so, this is just for you. Now, many people dream to get out the renting property or move out of the parents' house and get on a property ladder. I've been there, too, and I fully understand how it feels. So let me begin with our little story. Now, I and my husband have been renting before and were keen to get out of the rental prison. The rent was very expensive and we were paying towards our landlord's mortgage repayments, not our own. We could not decorate the place the way we wanted. We could not, you know, hang anything on the walls if we wanted to. And he could kick us out whenever he wanted. In fact, as a couple, we have moved houses four times before we bought one. Eventually, we've managed to save up for our first house just three years into our marriage. Now, this was nine years ago. We bought a nice three bedroom semi detached house in West London. Back then, the house prices were cheaper, but so were the earnings smallers. smaller. Sorry. We have finally got on the property ladder and out of renting prison. At this point, we had a two year old baby and were very happy to have a house that we could call our own. Over the years, our little family grew and with five of us in the house, we felt we need a bigger space, a bigger garden and in a better area. And only because we have already had a house and made overpayments on our mortgage, we have managed to get a nice deposit for the current house. Last year, we moved to our current house, and this is a four bedroom detached house in Surrey. The house comes with beautiful, significant garden that kids love spending time in playing around. All this would not be possible if we haven't had saved up enough money to put a deposit towards our first house. So, let me talk you through a five tips on how to get on a property ladder in the UK. So, point one, do some preliminary work. Now, you need to find out what kind of house or flat can you afford to buy. Um, you can head over to Zoopla or Rightmove and look for a place you would like to buy. Now, things to consider are the area if it's too expensive that you were you looking at looks like you're further away and see if the price drops I know some people have moved out of London as they could not afford a place here so if you could reallocate with work this might be an option for you the size of the property Obviously, the smaller, the cheaper. So look for the house with the number of rooms that will accommodate just you and your partner and your family. So not guests in case they want to crash into your house. So if it's just three of you or even four, a two-bedroom place should be suitable to start with. Your rent, your credit rating. You will need to find out if you're credit worthy and the bank will be willing to lend you and your partner money. If one of you had some credit issues, this might affect your credit rating. There are so many free websites where you can run a check for yourself like Experian or Credit Score. Speak to a broker or a bank. This is to establish how much deposit you will need for the house you would like to buy. This will help you in determining the following point. The goal. Now, you need to ask yourself now, how much money you need to save and how long realistically will it take you to save up for the deposit and the other hidden costs so once you have established how much your dream cost house so how much your dream house costs you will know how much deposit you will need to save There will be many other costs added to it and you'll need to budget for those too. And these may include things like cost of broker, bank fees, solicitor, stamp duties, surveys, insurances, hidden costs, cost of moving and possible renovation or furniture. Now, you need to also set your expectation um, as to how long is it going to take you? Now, it's not going to happen overnight and probably will take longer than a year. The best way for it is to set a budget where you list all the savings you can generate monthly and determine how long it will take you to save the set amount. Now that you know all the above, here is the way you can save for the deposit for your first house. Number two, start a frugal living. If you have never heard of frugal living, please head over to my recent post that I have written on why now, now I mean the lockdown or the quarantine, is the best time to start frugal life. Frugal living is about being economical and not wasteful. It helps you to develop the questioning mind and every time you need to make a financial decision, you would ask yourself, do I really need this? Can I get it cheaper? Can I get it later? Are there better deals available? This in turn can save you tons of money, which will hopefully be very helpful when saving for a big goal, like buying your first house. This is something we have learned when saving for deposit. Living frugally allowed us to save enough in just over two years to buy our first house. Point three, learn to sacrifice. If you're one of those people or couple that like going out, House hosting parties or socialising overall, you would need to calm it down a lot. You're probably aware that each time you go out for a meal, you easily spend, say, £40 a couple versus if you were to cook the same or similar meal at home, you would probably spend £10 a couple. Now, that's already £30 in the saving box to put away to get on the property ladder sooner. You need to be honest with yourself and count how many times have you been out or hosted and how much did you spend and i'm sure you'll be surprised that it will be a significant amount of money that you could save instead i'm not saying stop everything altogether but you need to reduce those unnecessary spending in favor of your dream house your friends should understand and soon you will be able to host them in your own brand new home just think about it for a minute How happy and proud would you be to host your party in a house you can call your own? Now, these are what I call short-term sacrifices for a long-term benefit. Point four, get your partner on the same page as you. This may be obvious, but sometimes it's hard to talk money with your partner and it's best to establish this at the very beginning. You both must communicate if you want to reach a mutual goal and you both need to then you both need to stick to it. Only by the joint effort you can achieve this successfully. Number 5. Cut down on pleasures. Above in point three, I was talking about cutting down on going out. Now here I want to point out the cost of treats that add up to a vast amount of money. Whether that's a branded sunglasses, a new handbag or a pair of cords, these things might seem like a small amount at the start. But added across the year, these small expenses would have an impact on the amount you can put away to get on the property ladder sooner. The hair salons, nail shops, beauty bars, spas or masseurs all cost a lot of money too. See if you could cut down on some of those. Now every little helps. Point 6. Don't take unnecessary loans, finances, credit cards. Having a credit card will help you build up a credit rating, we know that, but if you have been paying it off on time only. So be wary of having any loans against you because this will reduce the amount the bank would want to lend you. So if you have just taken out a loan, aim to pay it off first before you apply for a mortgage. Every single financial liability, and this is including a student loan, would be reducing the amount you can borrow. Point seven, take double shifts, side hustles or extra paid jobs. If you have one job each only, this gives you two streams of income to save from. Now, having a side hustle would add to those and let you live off it and save the whole amount of your income, the main income. So there are so many options to choose from to earn extra money from walking your neighbor's dog through looking after somebody else's baby part-time or even local paper run can bring a little more income. If this is not an option and you want to earn some money from home, why not freelancing? Now AppWork or Fiverr are great websites to register with for free. The internet has so many options open for those wanting to work from home. Um, and blogging or YouTubing is yet another one to explore. Now, my fellow blogger has written a great article about a side hustle. So you can check it out on theirhumblepenny.com. Point eight, ask for help. So if you have been saving hard for the last year or so, and you nearly got saved enough money for the house, and you find the one that you really can picture yourself moving into, yet you still have not got enough saved. Don't let the house pass by, especially if it really feels right for you. Ask for financial help. Do you have a family member or could lend you that could lend you money? It's hard to ask for money, I know, but this is a big thing. Most people would be happy for you to be getting a property ladder and will happily lend you some money. Yes, I know it's another debt to add, but hence it's not from the bank it does not affect your credit rating and you don't have to mention it in the ba- to the bank either. Um, and if needed, you need to sign a little agreement to agree what terms you want to be paying it off on. Um, so hopefully they will trust you enough and just verbally agree. But you can consider the people um, around you like your parents, siblings, in-laws, um, aunts, uncles or friends or even business partners. You know best who will be willing to help you. Yet, if you don't ask, you don't get. Number nine, move into parents' house. If this is an option for you and you're currently renting, see if it's possible to move into your parents or your in-laws' house. It's a temporary measure and will help you save on the accommodation cost. If not, if it's not, a, I know it's not an ideal solution and I fully appreciate things might get tricky, but for a while, take a different view on it and just have a think about it. Discuss it with your partner and see what you both think. Point 10. Negotiate. Once you have the money and you have found some nice houses to view and one that you particularly like is a little bit above your budget, you should still put an offer through. So say the house is costing 250000 and you can only afford 220000 Put this offer through. Now sometimes the sellers are just desperate to move and the house is on the market for a long time and they will be willing to take the lower offer no matter how insulting it might look. Few more things to take into consideration that would allow you to negotiate the price are The house is not in a sought after area. The house is far from local transport links or shops. It needs a lot of work or some decorating to bring it to the livable standard. It has some other issue discovered during the area searches, such as major cracks or flood risk area. The house has been on the market for a significant amount of time. Now, you can ask an agent this question, but most likely they will not just give it out. So you have to really push for it. So just as a side note, I wanted to share one tip with you. And this is from our previous experience. So when we were putting the offer on our current house, which was last year, the estate agent did not get back to us for a few days. And we had a feeling he did not communicate it to the current owner. Now, we knew the house was owned by an old lady that was living by herself. So one day after work, my husband had asked me to drive to the house. So I knocked on the door door and... um, The lady opened the door and she let me inside the house and we had a very good conversation. Now, in the conversation, I had made a deal with her there and then. Now, she had promised the house would be sold to us. She had no idea we had already made an offer to an agent um, that she was using and they have never communicated it to her. So not only she was disappointed that they have not let her know about it, but also she told them not to send anyone else for viewing as the house was being sold to us. And also, our offer was 20k lower than asking price. Now, the lady had obviously appreciated my direct approach. She has been living in the house for 40 years and moved in with her husband when the children were very young, just like us. So sometimes the old-fashioned way of introducing yourself to the seller and putting the offer directly may just do the trick, like in our case. As a conclusion, I would like to say that I have gone through the details of all the things you need to know and prepare for when considering when considering buying your first house. Now this could be an exciting chapter of everyone's life and provides with a great sense of achievement, but the journey will be a challenging one and requires focus, determination and sacrifices. If you really want something, you must work for it. you must work for it, as unless you win a lottery. Nothing comes easy in life. Now I hope you have enjoyed these tips and, um, you know you have found it useful. Please let me know um what you thought and at what stage of property renting you are, uh, property ladder you are. And if you, if you currently have any questions or you would like to ask anything, please you know let me know. Thank you so much for listening and please don't forget to share. Thank you. Bye.